0: Today is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. The UN sparks an angry response from Israel after the Secretary General's comments on the Hamas attacks. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. You can email us as well. Quick Start Podcast at CBN. Org. we're getting through that news of the cray together we're glad you're here and here with me now billy hollowell and trey Goins phillips gentlemen How's it going on this Hump
1: Day? What's up? Doing well, doing well. Excited for another news
0: day. Keeping calm and carrying on. Well, what do we have coming up on the uh, podcast today, Billy? We've got a um, a really crazy story from New York.
1: Yeah, it's a NYPD police officer talking a man off the ledge, and there's a lot more going on in this video. We'll we'll break it all down today and talk about some of the issues uh, with policing in America.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's certainly a gut wrenching video, and we'll talk about it. Um, And on the main thing, pastor and author Joey Tomlinson sat down with Trey and Billy talking about the importance of standing up for absolute truth and the absolute truth of scripture in what is pretty clearly a relativistic society right now. We'll get into that on the main thing, but first we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And Israel is not happy after the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres appeared to basically try to explain why Hamas did what they did on their terror attack he said it's important to also recognize the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum the Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation they have seen their land Steadily devoured by settlements and plagued by violence, their economy stifled, their people displaced, and their homes demolished. Israeli envoy to the UN, Gilad Erdan, calls Guterres' remarks shocking, horrible, and totally detached from the reality of our region. And those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over... At CBN news.com guys, we ever going to get a speaker? I mean, what is the, uh, what's the deal there?
1: No, we'll be getting wheeled <laughs> around in wheelchairs, still talking about how we don't have a speaker in 50 years.
2: Yeah. I, th- it's, it's bizarre to me that this is a fight that, that like I said, or like we were talking about yesterday, that this is such a self-inflicted wound, uh, and they still can't even rally to kind of get themselves together to get the limelight off of themselves. Uh, so yeah, just, just a, b- a bizarre situation.
0: Yeah, it'll be good, as we said earlier in the week on this podcast, for them to lock that down because it could have implications and greater implications for things like trying to help Israel in the midst of uh, their impending invasion and the fight that they have against Hamas and uh, things of that nature. So um, a, a lot at stake there, and the Republicans are still, still unsure if they're going to be able to get that done in, in latest vote so we'll certainly be keeping tabs on that and how it is going and keep you updated there over at cbnnews.com dramatic body cam footage from a new york police department officer has been making headlines so what happened here
1: yeah this is really just crazy footage it's the new york police department as you said and it's a police officer it's actually two cops pleading with a man not to commit suicide um, and you see NYPD officer Carl Fayette his body camera is picture is actually picking up this interaction with this man and the guy is on the side of an overpass he's about to jump and according to the NYPD26 precinct They actually tweeted about this. They said that the cops spoke to the man with genuine empathy to let him know they cared and that help was available. And as you watch this clip, this apparently went on, by the way, for 40 minutes. The cops are trying to talk this guy down. So you imagine the intensity of this. This wasn't a two-minute interaction. It was almost an hour that they're sitting there trying to convince this man not to take his own life, not to jump. Um, You hear the police officer saying, I believe you're a good man. You're a good man. I, I promise you. We will do anything in our power to help you. They're really pleading with him and just asking him to to reconsider what he's doing there. They say it's not worth it. Life is beautiful. And it's really moving, actually, hearing the, the desperation in these cops' voices, this one cop in particular, as he's trying to talk him down.
0: Yeah, it really is. And honestly, after watching it, even seeing what happens after they actually get him off the ledge, what happened there was even more moving. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, you know, so so Officer Fayette is is really calm while he's talking to the guy, right? He knows he needs to be. He's trying to talk him down. As soon as he is able to get him down, the other cop helps usher him off of the, the railing there. Um, he suddenly breaks down sobbing the police officer. He's like on the ground, on his knees, sobbing and crying and just loud tears. And you see these other emergency workers comforting him and it, it's making headlines because I think people are realizing, wow, you know, I don't know, I think we, we sometimes talk about police officers as though they're superheroes, right? Like they, you know, they just don't have emotion or they're just like these robots. But these are human beings and you just spent 40 minutes trying to convince another human being not to kill himself. And so you see that emotional toll just immediately flood him once that situation is over.
0: Yeah, you really do. And you can only imagine putting yourself in this officer's shoes. There's multiple officers there trying to talk this man off the ledge. And it just goes to show the value that humans have, right? Like the Imago Dei, we're made in the image of God. And so even though these people probably have never met, I'm assuming these officers never met this gentleman that was at the end of his rope, so to speak, and thought that this was a decision he had to make. And so you instantly recognize inside yourself that this is another image bearer of God, and their life has value. And it it's sad that sometimes it takes that realization for us to realize that, as far as one another when we're interacting with one another. But but man, you can really that's just kind of what I saw of it is wow, this is look at this person who realizes another person's humanity and is trying their best to save their life, regardless of what they're yeah. dealing with at that time. And so. Um, you know, it was it was really powerful to see this, and, and glad and glad that it worked out.
1: One of the the psychotherapists who spoke out about this after reviewing that footage, um, Stephanie Samuel, she actually runs an organization called CopLine. It, it has to do with mental health, and she was saying, "Look, these police officers, after watching the video, they were clearly emotional over what had happened." But she was talking about the fact that. Yeah, you know, there are tons of cops who, who actually need to vent and they're afraid to mm-hmm. vent because they don't have a place to go, um, which is something I hadn't really thought about. Right. So she has this whole um, organization cop line where she helps them. Um, and so I just, I wanted to mention that because I think, again, we make them not human, even though they are human and this would affect any of us, would it not?
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I think the issue too, is we make them not human and then we turn them into an issue as well. Like that was in, in 2020, not there, there are bad cops just like in any, any profession that we're all fallen humans so yes there are people who make mistakes and step out in ways that they shouldn't but i remember in 2020 that being you know the the siren song was all cops are terrible we've got to get rid of police departments so not only are these cops dealing with the ins and outs emotionally of what they're doing but they're also faced with a hostile a hostile people, right? Because if they look on the media or if they look in different political groups, Um, with different political persuasions, they're an enemy just because they're wearing a uniform. Uh, And they still are commissioned with saving the people who uh, see them as enemies. Uh, And they're still going to do what they can to protect those people. So just the layers of emotional difficulty that come with that, it's great to see that there are some resources because I think it does seem like they're kind of the last, they're the last line of defense, right? So who does the last line of defense go to when they're down? Um, And it's great that they, that there are some people, I'm sure there are not many, but I'm glad that there are some people giving them an alternative, a way to speak out. And hopefully stories like this will encourage other people, maybe in the counseling field to step up and say, Hey, maybe I can do a little bit more to provide for the first responders who are providing for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What what stood out to you, Billy, as far as kind of a main takeaway from this? I know, I know for me, uh, I'll just interject my two cents here real quick, but you don't know what people are going through right before this man decided to get out onto a ledge, um, obviously he was struggling with things, whatever was going on in his life. And, you know, you probably he was probably at the store. He was probably walking down the street. He might have been at a friend's house and you just don't know what people are going through unless you talk to them. So for me, that's kind of one thing I was thinking about as I was uh, listening to this story.
1: Yeah, just remind you to be praying for people, because even when we do know what people are going through, we don't always remember to do that. Yeah. Um, but also, it just, it really makes me focus more on these these police officers, these first responders, whether they're paramedics, whoever they are, these people are encountering the unthinkable over and over and over again, every single day, and we need to be praying for them. Um, but we also need to be, you know, we talk a lot about mental health, we're talking about spiritual health, but we tend to do that, you know, for just random people, not, also the people showing up to help. And it's just, I don't know, I think as a culture, we need to focus a little bit mm-hmm. more on making sure these people are doing well as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, appreciate you bringing that one and um, I'll put the video, um, I think we have it written up over at faithwire.com. We'll put that in the um, description of this podcast episode so you can check it out. It's worth watching um, for all the reasons uh, stated here just a moment ago. So appreciate you bringing that one to the podcast today. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna head over to the main thing now. Pastor and author, Joey Tomlinson, talked with Trey and Billy about the importance of standing up for the absolute truth of Scripture in a relativistic age, increasingly hostile towards our Christian faith. It's a good conversation, and it's today's main thing.
2: We're joined by Joey Tomlinson. He's a pastor. Uh, based in Virginia in the Hampton Roads area, so a lot of our viewers will be familiar uh, with that area. He's also the author of a new book, Serious Joy, Reflections and Devotions on Jonathan Edwards' 70 Resolutions. It's an important topic. Uh, Joey, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you so much for uh, having me on. Yeah, thank you for doing this. You know, uh, I, I think talking about standing on moral truth, which is transcendent regardless of what we're going through in life or what our culture looks like, uh, is important, especially in a relativistic age. Uh, so in the comfort that Christians can find in knowing that Scripture is true in all ages and in all ways, uh, I think is an encouragement. So discussing this, I think, uh, is, is a really important topic. And before we get into more of those details, Joey, I, w- I wanted to ask you about this book, Serious Joy. What even prompted your interest in writing it?
3: Yeah, I uh, so years ago, I, I, I've always had an interest in the life and ministry of Jonathan Edwards. So co- you know, colonial pastor in the in the Reformed tradition, and uh, and I have benefited from his writings uh, for quite some time now. Um, a few years ago. I began to look closely at his resolutions, which he wrote before he was the, you know, the Jonathan Edwards, and so he he actually penned 70 resolutions when he was around 19 years of age, and so a, a young man, and, uh, and there was very little out there uh, for as much as have been published on Jonathan Edwards, very little out there on the resolutions, and so I began to study them just, uh, from an area of interest in uh, how he thought about the Word of God, um, bringing to bear the Word of God only as a life. And so it was a private document. Uh, he, he didn't have any um, intention of it being something that, you know, we're all reading and, and seeing, and so it, it definitely wasn't written for anyone other than himself. But, uh, but I started studying the document several years ago, um, thinking through it and, uh, and was encouraged by it. And so I, 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 re- I began to write a series of blogs about, uh, his resolutions about their grounding in the word of God and trying to point out how, um, there's no area in our lives in which, uh, we can, we can compartmentalize and say, you know, the Lordship of Christ doesn't touch this. And so it, it really was in reviewing that document, um, a a good reminder that christ is lord over every aspect of life uh and so so for me it started out as a personal exercise and the more i got into it uh i began to see that um it, it could be beneficial to make it available to to people beyond myself just thinking through it
1: it's, it's interesting because you can easily look at something that was written a couple hundred years ago and you could say, oh, this is this isn't relevant. It's old. There's no yeah. way it's going to apply to my life today. But what would you say to those who might try to make that argument about these resolutions? Yeah, yeah.
3: It, it's So one of the things, funny enough, I say in the book is uh, toward the end of the book, I talk about how th- his resolutions are strikingly relevant. And I don't think it's because Edwards was prophetic, although in in a large sense he was prophetic um it's because the condition of the human heart is nothing new and so you know the the proclivity proclivities and the sh- uh, that we have the the sit the struggles that we have with sin genuinely it's nothing new and what you have is an example of someone struggling with sin um seeking to uh submit to to take every thought captive to the obedience of christ and you you and so you have this example both of him um attempting to excel in that area and you have a cautionary tale in the example of him stumbling and falling which for someone like me is really encouraging is you know someone still struggling with sin to see someone like jonathan edwards struggling with sin um there there's a comfort to that and so so yeah, so I would say because the proclivities of the human heart are nothing new, uh, it's uh, it, it's very much relevant uh, for us and beneficial for us. And we all make our we all make resolutions. You know, we're getting ready to uh, start a new he- year he- here in a few months, which is crazy to think about how fast twenty twenty three has gone by. But um, uh, but this idea of making resolutions is it a new thing. It's an you know it's an old thing, and uh, and I think that Edwards has a lot to say, a lot to teach us about how to make God-centered resolutions, uh, and he provides an example for us in uh, how to seek to apply them and ways to not
2: apply them in our lives. Thank you so much for joining us and for talking about this stuff because it's so important.
0: Right. Thanks for that conversation there, guys. It is really important. I mean, we are certainly living in an age that is relativistic and not understanding the condition of the heart, as he was just talking about right there at the end, and that we that has not changed. Our hearts are they're evil, they're wicked. If we're being truthfully honest here, there's really we're not good. I mean, if you hear that, oh, we're generally good people. Eh. Not really. Not if you read yeah. the Bible and you read our state and you see kids and they're like, how did they learn how to do that? Well, that's part of their nature. That's how they are. They they Nobody taught them to hit their brother or sister right when they didn't get their toy when they're one years old. Like that's just our sinful nature. So it's, it's good to know all that and it's good to reflect on that. So uh, definitely appreciate that conversation.
2: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And you can listen to the full conversation that was on a recent episode of Faith Versus Culture. That's on our our CBN YouTube channel and the Faithwire Facebook page. So plenty of places to find it. Joey was a great interview.
0: Yeah, definitely. Check that out. Again, I'll link to that as well in the description of this podcast. All right. That's going to leave us with time for one last thing.
1: Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yeah, just again, it's a timeless reminder that God's gonna be there for us no matter what. There's a lot of uncertainty and chaos right now. And so it's just a powerful reminder for us in these moments
2: yeah for sure and to know that we're being upheld not just by anybody right we're being upheld by a god who's righteous and a god who's sovereign and and knows uh, the best for us knows the beginning from the end so there's a lot of comfort in knowing not just that god is holding us but that he is perfect in all his ways
0: amen good spot to leave it on the pod today as always get yourself on over to faithwire.com cbnnews.com for more news from a christian perspective lord willing and that creek don't rise on us we shall return tomorrow with more god
1: bless friday juniors up next